Good morning again. Good morning, Alec. Uh, I feel better after that last conversation. So if you're listening to this one, it's a week after the CC one where <laughs> I said that I was feeling all miserable and down. And to, and it was weird because in the thing she was saying, how people put on a brave, brave face. Yeah, it was saying, interesting. But to us, it's just one hour later. <laughs> Yeah, it's not a week later. So she's still a miserable cow. I'm actually not that bad. No, now. you're not. It really cheered me up that um podcast with Cece. She was lovely, wasn't she? Really lovely, yeah. So funny that she lived in Newcastle. Why? <laughs> Why did she I say New Zealand? I don't know, but because she had like a, did you doubt it after you said New Zealand? Did you then think that she meant Newcastle in Australia? No, because she said about Geordies. Oh, yeah. No, I knew exactly. That's the weird thing. Because when exactly. you said it, I thought, oh, is it Newcastle, the UK, or is she actually in Australia? Is there Newcastle in Australia? Yeah, that's oh. why I got, got, got Still not New Zealand, is it? No. no. <laughs> but honestly, I just, I think, do you know what I think it is? I think I'm just clouded. I think my judgment, I think I just clouded. Like that big grey cloud up there that's definitely going to rain on us. No, I think, honestly, sometimes you just need to give yourself a break. Like you're doing a lot and it's easy to kind of like do all these things. And because you think it's your choice to do all these things and you don't feel like you can rightly be pissed off that you're doing all these things. But actually, you just need a break. You need you need a rest. I need to come on the motorhome holiday. When is it? Yes. Guys, I can't July remember. We're going yeah. away. First weekend, Independence Day. Yes, it July is. The yeah. That could be a special weekend. Could we'll be very Me and independent. you out and about on Independence Day. <laughs> no, what no, should we do? I don't know. It's not doubling. Are it? we taking the bikes? Yeah, we're definitely taking the bikes. One hundred percent taking the bikes. We said we might go waterfalls swimming. Oh yeah, time, we did. We, yeah, we'll find a waterfall. That'll be cool. We'll go for a massive walk, which is what I need a, right yeah, now. Yeah, really find good. a waterfall, go in it, shower in it. Oh, should we take the Timothy? <laughs> yeah, should we take pictures? You you wash your hair first and then I'll wash my hair. Right, now it's gone onto a weird level, as it always does with us too. Can I just talk about for a second the Get Fit classes that we're running as part of our membership? Yep. How good are they? Oh, they're so good. I can't believe I like them. I can't believe you like them. The thing is, right, it started off with Joe, our Joe, doing the Get Fit classes on a Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Yeah. And then when Joe decided to step down, obviously, I'd been doing it with her for a few months and I've got a history of gym going. But I thought, well, I'll carry it on. And then me being me got all paranoid and was like, I can't just carry it on without being a qualified gym instructor. Yeah. So I went and did a qualification. That have... You love qualifications, know, you know, don't you? Yeah, You're such a, a hero child. <laughs> you are a hero child. This is why you get tired and worn out, though. Yes, burnout. Because you try and do and too and much. Yeah. I notice it, even with us when we work together, you try and do everything. And then I think, oh, I don't need to do that because Alex will do it because she's the hero child. <laughs> and I think, oh, well, I'll do that because Lisa, because it's Lisa, where do you finish your coffee? She's a wanker. <laughs> I don't think that really. I love you. I'm not even laughing. Yeah, you did. No, I didn't. I just bit. pretended. I made it up. I put on a false front. Then. Didn't <laughs> even think it was funny. I'm letting in our be sober Liverpool and we're all ambassador. You're yes. a wanker. <laughs> <laughs> I know it. I own it. She's coming in. <laughs> this is Kath, our ambassador. I'm going to ask Kath whether she thinks more. Well, that's a question. No, you cannot do that. Please don't. 
Because I know you want to, but will you not? I, no, don't do it. I'll try. I promise I'll try. Kath, put your camera on and unmute yourself. <laughs> You're muted. <laughs> Hi. 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 Yeah, we're good, thank you. We were just having a domestic. <laughs> yeah, we was. We were literally just having a domestic. And I'd just gone to tilt our screen because I couldn't see your full head. <laughs> but I, we can see you now. It's fine. How are you doing? All right, yeah, not bad. I'm I'm used to watching you doing this, but don't know what I'm doing on it. <laughs> you're going to be amazing is what you're going to be on it. We're just, we were just talking, you've, we've been talking a little bit about Be Sober and the membership, but you're mm. now ambassador for the world and Liverpool, aren't you? Yeah, I am now. On to 10 of you. <laughs> Very exciting. It is, I went over to... Sorry? It is exciting. because you. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, because I think going, to, going over to Liverpool, it's like, it's like, kind of feels like more going out and exciting and there's loads happening and and I really want to spread like the sober vibe over there because when I went over last week I was like asking around like uh, but I feel like it's more up and beat in Manchester so it's coming over to Liverpool gradually like I we'll, think we'll get it there. amazing so you've kind of been doing the walks in the world yeah yeah and, you know we've had some more like real meetups in Liverpool like yeah you know, weekend work yeah yeah so over Saturday someone called it and I was like that is ace yeah, yeah. That, well it's so funny you should I say love that, that because yeah. it's over Manchester Thursday Club yes and yeah we talking about how we can make something more regular with our ambassadors and that might be it for you a monthly yeah. Saturday or something yeah Saturday. Be, every Saturday be so <laughs> yeah but you don't want to be going into Liverpool every Saturday oh do you yeah why not don't mind <laughs> organized um talking about organizing you actually there's an event lined up i know it's a while away yeah oh, yeah emily isn't there emily cyphers from sober and social she was on our podcast recently and you're doing a collab with her aren't you yes yeah we spoke the other week and um she was really lovely um and i had a look at some of her other like functions that she's done and they've been brilliant so yeah she wants to do like she was saying about a daytime um thing but um you know like bit of karaoke or yes. something like that or um I think it'd be fun you know like a brunch type thing that, yeah. that's what she was thinking of yeah more, more than an evening I really you like it. it yeah I'll, I'll, I promise you <laughs> oh, I will come and I'll be on it I'll just take it I'll just I've it. only ever done it once once and I was like this and I hid behind the, the desk <laughs> Lisa right you'll never see Lisa on any of the photos there'll be a you'll see you lot on the skydive with Lisa and me photographing upwards and then us on karaoke with Lisa photographing <laughs> inwards yeah definitely <laughs> she'll dance right anyway okay let's get to you Kath because that's why we've got you on in it so your events are amazing but I'd love to know or our listeners would love to know because you already know oh <laughs> well, I don't fully know huh? Kath's story we so it's know. kind of because when we the meetups and we chat and we've got so much in common that's nice but we don't really go into depth do we no, no. things not, so not totally. but oh. kind of what is it that actually brought you to become sober did, did you hear the become well um it was a long time coming <laughs> <laughs> like every like all of us really like there was a big lead up to it, like, or a long, sorry, long lead up to it. So when I, when I started drinking when I was a teenager, like a lot of people did, um, and I thought it was amazing. Like when I first got drunk, I was like, wow, 
like I feel so different and I always felt a bit different before that like I didn't fit in properly and I wasn't really I've never got jokes and you know I didn't fit in with the normal crowd and stuff so when I found drinking I was like oh my god I feel a bit like I just felt a bit different and a bit weird and like I just fit in a bit more and I probably didn't but I just felt like I did so um did, you know I completely get yeah. that I was exactly the same it just it gives you that little bit more confidence a boost especially isn't it as a teenager and yeah. if you're feeling a bit like you don't fit and you're not surrounded by people that are the same as you it's a quick mm. fix isn't it that that's point. what it felt like I was like oh. I bought I don't I feel like I was thinking about this the other day when I was drinking as a teenager I don't feel like like I did get drunk but I didn't fall over like I did when I was older and I didn't lose things and it was more like teenage drinking was more it was it was about getting a bit of confidence for me and then um it wasn't until I was a bit in my late teens I had a bit of a traumatic event and um that made me drink well not made me drink but I think that's when my drinking changed slightly and I drank heavier like that I wanted to drink to kind of forget and stuff like that um and that's when I was going out every weekend then and um I'd started working when I was about 19 20 for a big uh, private company it was private company it was all about drinking and going out drinking and the prizes were drinking and I used to get big bottles of rum and I didn't even drink I was like oh nice one you know big massive bottles of vodka and stuff for a 20 year old it's like it was just all revolving about drinking and then you'd go in and be like oh no what to do and have that shame and oh, oh, I used to hate it hate <laughs> going into work says this Catherine Lisa because <sighs> you really feel that don't you oh it's horrible I, I honestly would go in after weekends and be like oh, after Christmas parties oh remember this remember that and you'd be like uh, and you're just laughing along as if to say yeah I remember it and you just don't remember anything um yeah I just used to get awful flashbacks and it was horrible <laughs> I, I just it. wish that I could forget especially my younger drinking days like people used to say oh I've forgotten that and I've forgotten that but I never did early on yeah I remembered everything and I used to quite pride myself on that I'd remember like oh I remember everything but that is what caused me massive anxiety because I would have flashbacks all day of like little things that I'd said or done so it's and you get traumatized by the little things you've said or done so but that aren't even bad yeah so <laughs> she does you know I like, do. I mean, we talked about this on the podcast the other week but about a cyclist you know just making a normal comment like oh I do that or whatever it was something that you'd say and never think about again Lisa really overthought it all day so it must have been actually horrific when it was said oh, it was awful I just awful. didn't care. Honest to God, I just did. I still don't know. I say things now and I think, oh, I shouldn't have said that. But I do just. Yeah, I, I do care now still. I'm a bit like that. I'm a bit like, oh my God. But before I've even thought about it, I've said it and I'm like trying to dig a hole to like get out of it. And then I'm like, oh, I've just got to get out of here. That's like a mixture of us both. I used to love ringing Alex after a night out because she would make me feel better about the things. Like if I overthink something now, she's the first mm. person I ring because I know she'll say like, what are you on about? Like, don't be so stupid. He doesn't even care. He doesn't care. He doesn't even remember that you said hello to him, Lisa. He's gone. <laughs> He's around the lake looking at the ducks. Honestly, it's gone. And she's like, oh, God, are you sure? Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm sure. 
And I did mm. used to do that with you. Yeah, definitely. But I also was one of those people who even older and, and later remembered everything. Oh, God. Everything. Up until the very end and the last few, maybe the last year of my drinking. But then you'd say, I did this. And I'd say, oh, don't worry about it because I did this. I'd always done or said something worse. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I literally, I was just one of them. I'd, I'd either remember loads or remember nothing. I'd have blackouts and they would start early in the night as well. And I don't know whether it's partly because you selective memory, you know, like part, yeah, sometimes definitely. maybe I was thinking, I don't want to remember some of it. But um, I had William when I was 26 and um, that calmed me down for a little bit. Yeah. I feel like it calmed me down for a bit. And I was like, I thought, oh, we're going to be a mum now. And I don't know, I just kind of enjoyed being a mum as well, you know, when he was little. And then yeah. when we, when he was about one and a half, me, me and his dad broke up. So then I was like looking for an outlet then. And when I had, didn't have William, I would go out and get drunk, like big drunk at the weekend. Um, and then got into, you know, just got into situations where I'd always lose things and fall over and... I'd just be the one that people would invite out and think, oh, it's going to be dead funny because Kat's here. Or, I thought I was always dead nervous about going out. I was thinking, I was doing the dishes and I was thinking, I used to have that really nervous feeling about going out. And I used to think it was because I was excited. But I think it's because I knew something would happen or, you know, because you didn't know what was going to happen, but you always knew something that bad was going to happen or stupid or... And if it didn't, you'd think, oh, that was a bit boring. <laughs> Yeah, yeah it's, true. That's it's like a bit of a boring night it's so normal as well I think when you've got young children and either it's a breakup or the grandparents are having them like when you've been brought up in a drinking culture like we have mm. it's the first thing you kind of think to do when you haven't got your kids it's like yeah. brilliant I'll go and let my hair down I'll go out I'll go yeah. and party and you see you think it's a break we fool ourselves into thinking yeah. that's some kind of Break, don't we? We had um we were single mums for a while at the same time mm. and we used to coordinate our dad weekends to make sure well they were just lethal, weren't they? Yeah. They were, they were absolutely lethal. You know, like we'd just go out and that'd be at the weekend gone. Yeah. And then you wake up and it's like, oh my god, Sunday yeah. night. Yeah. And it's horrible. Yeah. And all the rest of it, like you described. Gotta get back on. You know the blackout drinking. Did you know you were a blackout drinker or is it since you know sober that you've realized it? I always thought that I just forgot and obviously you hear that term blackout once you get sober and I'm you're like I used to do I definitely thought blackout meant passed out drunk yeah, definitely and then but I I blacked out so much you know and I just it was getting worse and worse as I got older and and then even like yeah my late 30s they were like I went into nursing when I was 34 sorry and then I was really stressed during that time. So I was sitting in drinking a bit, you know, in the, in the night times when I was on my own or if I couldn't get out, I felt dead, you know, sorry for myself. And I was like, mm, I'd get more wine and, blah, you know, so. We're having a storm. storm. We just <laughs> looked at oh, each really? other. Not because of you, but we, it, it was a big flash of lightning. And then really? I was thinking, what is out their window? Tell me, please. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry about it. <laughs> no, no, I was just saying, um, when I was going through my nurse, and that's probably when I got more stressed and was drinking a bit on my own, you know, at home and, you know, drinking wine. Like, if I couldn't go out, I was I was so depressed if I didn't go out. I was just, I was so gutted. Like, if people couldn't go out the weekend, I was like, my life was over. That was, it was just... Yes, I was just going to say, especially, like, studying. Oh. And 
having a son as well yeah so yeah at that time and you could go out you do feel yeah. like left out like what about me what can i do when no one could do anything i was like what do you mean what did you, you used to phone around everybody, Kath, and say, yes. yeah, I yeah. did. Yeah. Who's going out? Who's... You did. Yeah. I used to get pissed on Facebook, me and talk to people, you know, on inbox. Oh, I did. I remember going through, because, like, Facebook, oh, like, all new just reminded me of that. But, like, I would sit there with a bottle of wine and then, like, start, start, talk, start talking to people through, oh, like, oh, yeah, I was a massive flirt. <laughs> and then you people see... who are gross. And then you can see your messages afterwards, and it's yeah. awful. Oh God, I'm yeah, so it's horrible. Anyway, sorry, go on, Kath. <laughs> yeah, no, um, and no, do you know what? It was it was after my nursing that um, do you know I started a new I started my first nursing job and I never went out with them on like a Christmas do or anything because I was just so worried about getting drunk around people that I didn't know. So I didn't do that, and um, and then I, I had a bad breakup, and that's around the time that um, I stopped drinking. But it's um, my sister told me like you have to stop now that is it because um I was I was trying to cut down and moderate for about I'd say a few years probably but um from about January 2018 to about July 2018 I'd have a couple of weeks here and there where I wasn't drinking and then if someone said to me oh you're all right now aren't you yeah and I just have that drink like if someone said do you want to drink yeah okay I'll have one when because, you said you were cutting down, was that yeah. was you a daily drinker? Or um, it could be. Do you know what? Because of my work, it wasn't probably every day. If I had work, I might have a glass of wine or two glasses of wine. But I remember thinking, oh, I can only have one glass. I was I was gutted like on a work night because my shift started so early. You know, I just think I can't have can't have more than two say in the night time um but but when I knew I was off work I'd have a bottle of wine and then maybe have it go out and get get more but leave if I left some in the bottle I was made up I was like what that much left I, I always used to do that that's if I had a bottle of wine and I left a little bit I felt really good about myself and what, um, like because you'd not drank the whole yeah because I'd not drank the whole bottle I felt better yeah I remember having a conversation with Alex years and years ago and I had, I never really drank in the week. My big drinking started when I got married actually, which said it all, I shouldn't have bloody done that. No, but no. I'm, I'm going to reiterate, as I always do, you definitely shouldn't have done that. I know. She was on the plane whispering going, oh God, oh no. I'm going getting married. <laughs> I don't want to. I was like, what are you doing it for? Sure. <laughs> That's one thing I've never done. Yeah, accidentally got married. Yeah. <laughs> I think I don't think it was your marriage. I think it was where you knew it was going to propose actually. Yeah, yeah, it was. But anyway, <laughs> I remember like before, and it was when I was on my own and I'd, I would have a bottle of like white wine in the fridge for, I could yeah. leave it there for ages. It never bothered me I was a binger at the weekends yeah I always remember Alex saying to me years and years ago there's no way I could do that if that was in my fridge mm. I'd, have, I'd have drank it yeah yeah because yeah, I thought it'd go off <laughs> than me because of that one phone call I must did have you? yeah you I must have to it. I did because I clearly remember it thinking <laughs> do you she, know what she could she, she well, wouldn't be able to do that that's weird though because I used to think you were a worse drinker than me for two reasons one because yeah. you'd have the, the odd the odd glass of wine in a week 
the odd one oh, and I, I never get, did yeah oh, very 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 rarely did and the other time because in the morning if you had a real bad hangover you'd have one yeah but only if we were like on holiday yeah, all the way I mean, doing I would, something you wouldn't yeah. just get up on a monday and have one <laughs> no but that's what i used to catch like my ex doing we used to have optics in the living room i said it was because they looked really good my god <laughs> art right but i used to put like my favorite drinks up there oh god i could never have had that in my life well that's what my ex was like he used to drink them all and i'd get that like yeah. people would buy me really special bottles and i'd put them on the optic because they look really nice oh yeah he, absolutely every time i'd come down and he was always hanging around in that corner of the room <laughs> lurking, oh, in lurking near the optic and i used to look and think where's that did he go underneath it not like that. <laughs> no, no, I put it in his cup or whatever. Oh, so, no. Yeah, and I used to think, where do they? I used to think they were like dripping or something. I was dumb, really. You were a bit, weren't you, at that point? Yeah, yeah. I was, <laughs> oh, no, I was totally like a proper mum, like you know, reward drinker. Like, yeah, I'm on my own. I'm sitting in wrapping the presents for Christmas on my own. I have a glass of wine, you know, like just. Anything I was doing on me in the house when Will was in bed and have a glass of wine, I felt felt like I deserved it. Yeah. And um, yeah, and it was just a go-to. Like if I was sad, I drank. If I was happy, I drank. Any occasion, I've said this in my um my little intro in the Be Sober World in Liverpool. You know, I would just drink for anything. But um, yeah, and then. I wouldn't drink in the daytime. I know, like in the morning, I was never a drinker in the morning or the daytime. Um, it was more like evenings and weekends, like you said, like binge drinking and with friends. That was it. It was just ah, yeah. oh, that was so exciting going out and just get. And I was just thinking, God, I can't. Remember. I couldn't remember anything. Like I spent so much money and so much time and effort going out. Didn't make much of an effort like in myself, but it was just all about going out and getting drunk. <laughs> that was it. Um, do you think your parenting's changed since you've got sober and the way you are with Will? I know what I'm. I think I'm a little bit. I'd say calmer. If I, I feel like I'm calmer, I still get cross. But when I was drink, when I was drinking, yeah, when I was drinking, yeah, I was always like I had that ratty edge to me and a bit like, you know, like a bit of a woe me and you know I've yeah. got a headache. I feel sick. You know, so Will didn't get the best out of me at all. Like, he just got the mum doing what she could to get by and stuff. And I feel a bit, bit sad now that when he was little, I, I should have been there. You know, I was doing everything I could, but I was going out at the weekends and I was thinking about going out more than maybe doing some nicer things that I should have been doing with him. And he's a teenager now. People do that, Kat. I think like, we are yeah. not anymore. Yeah. yeah, I definitely have done that and I think if everybody's honest yeah I feel sorry about my kids yeah definitely. my older ones they definitely missed out the older two on things not majorly I'm not talking about being yeah, like every day with them oh yeah I wasn't like you know the next day yeah that's what I'm thinking fresh of on a Saturday and sort of going off for a nice walk yeah into the park it'd be go downstairs just just give me half an hour you know just that yeah that. that's the little things I think of now but um, like I took him to the zoo, we had loads of lovely weekends out with my sister and holidays and my family and stuff like that. But, you know, there was, you just think, oh, instead of being like that, I could have been all bright and chirpy and well, you know, to a certain extent. Yourself. I think yeah, for me as well, not just the will, yeah. You've missed out on enjoying yeah. your children. And also for like liking myself as well. Like I never used to like, I literally didn't like who I was at all. 
at I all. I want to talk to you, Kath, a little bit now about actually you getting sober because I know we've mm. spoken a few times. Yeah. But, um, we met, I think, was... Which post was it that you'd seen? Was it 100 days? Oh, yeah. No, no, I saw you one year, one year with the, like, this type of thing. Like that. Yeah. Your, your light-up thing. And, um, and I was like... <gasps> I want to be like that. I want to be that happy. And yeah, you were holding it up. We in our sobriety. We're a week, one, one week apart. Yeah, one week apart. Because I'm the 2nd of July and you're the 9th, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then. Um, about that first year then, um, getting sober? Gosh, the first year was, the first year was tough because I went through a breakup about three months into my sobriety. I knew I had to do it because... I couldn't be in that relationship the way that I was feeling and my partner at the time he was drinking as well and um we were both in bad tough places really um so anyway three months into my sobriety I moved out and I felt really safe and had my new house and I was like uh, but then I was going to New York with my friends and I was like oh my god I can't believe I'm going on a big holiday and I can't drink but um but I did feel really safe and, you know, in the new house. And um, so, but I felt quite, after my holiday to New York, I, I started feeling quite like isolated and I was cutting myself off from people because, uh, well, people were still going out. It was getting towards winter time. But so instead of sitting in with a glass of wine, I'd be sitting in with ice cream and loads of popcorn or chocolate. And I felt quite, you know what, I felt quite safe and happy-ish. I wasn't sad. But I wasn't happy. I was kind of lonely, if you know what I mean. But but I was quite like happy to sit and watch telly every night. And as long as Will was upstairs and I knew what he was doing. Um, and he seemed happy as well. So it was around um like January, February time. I started getting a bit bored. I was a bit like, mm, I want to dance, I want to go out. So um I did go out once in the February to Liverpool with some friends. Um but it was kind of like really daunting and I was worried about what, what we're going to drink. Oh, I had Red Bull, three Red Bulls like that. And then found one place no, that served. Not Red Bull. And then it was oh, awful. Oh, oh, and was, my heart was like this. But, um, and I just couldn't, I, I was looking forward to going out, but it was more the just being with people and connection. Yeah, connection. That's it. That's what I was missing was connection. But I thought it was the going out. So anyway, um, it was a few months after that until I went out again. But then I'd seen on Facebook um, around the July time, Lisa must have been celebrating. I'd celebrated my one year anniversary. sorry. And I'd met some people on online, but we hadn't met up in real life or anything. And that was keeping me going. Um, and then when I saw Lisa's one year anniversary, I was thinking... I want that like I want to be happy about it because you're proper genuinely smiling and I could tell you were dead happy and I was like oh my gosh I really want to be like that so I messaged Lisa because you must have made be sober by then yeah and I'm yeah and I messaged you and went can I come to one of your meetups and you were like yeah why not and I was like I live in the Wirral um (laughs) but you were dead nice about it and said yeah come up come up and it was just so nice like when I went on that first I'd been on a, I'd been to London, sorry, to a mindful festival, drinking festival, um, with some friends who had made online. That was my first sober event, and I was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing! It was just so good to be around people who got it. And then 
so the one the first time I went to be sober was maple is it maple or marple something like that oh yeah the wall. Yeah. it was yeah. dead nice yeah and uh, I was driving like this I was so worried about driving I was like Ooh. and um I thought what am I doing going to see people I don't even know like ah like it was dead weird and then um when I got there I met Lisa and another girl and um then we went and had brunch with everyone and it was just it was just so easy to talk to people and like I couldn't believe it it was like oh my gosh like no everyone was sober that's it was just it was just a nice connection and feeling to know that everyone felt the same and you know or we could all relate to each other that was it um, I, I always say this but there's just something so magical when people who have been on the same journey you know we all stop drinking for different reasons but when we all come together in a room it doesn't matter if there's one other person or 10 other people yeah we've got so much in common and it's Definitely. scary as hell isn't it like you oh, yeah you're like, over you like I was going to ask about that before you know like yeah <laughs> You used to get Lisa to meet you, didn't you, before? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Lisa was like, I'll meet you, it's okay. And I was thinking, do you know what? In my head, I was thinking, Lisa was, because I'd seen you on Facebook and the different groups. And I remember thinking, she's always looking dead happy, this Lisa, what's going on? (laughs) And then when I saw one year, I was like, oh my gosh, she's like, we're around the same time. Like, what? I just couldn't, there was something missing between what I'd experienced in that first year and what you'd experienced. But I think it's just so personal isn't it and yeah. I'd, I'd been through so much in that year I was just getting to I honestly didn't know who I was anymore I didn't even I was thinking have I even got a personality like I didn't even know what made me laugh or what I made me that. I, I just... really sorry I <laughs> no, don't no. <laughs> that so much I remember when I first stopped drinking thinking I do not know who I am because when yeah, I go out I with these that. when I go out with my like old drinking buddies I have no interest in the conversation. I don't find anything funny. And you start I, to think, is it me? Have I gone Yeah, I was like, what, yeah. like, what even? And I remember sat there thinking, what even interests me? What do I like? And I used to be so envious of people that had hobbies because yeah. I was like, I don't even want to have a hobby. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Just want to be sober in my bubble, leave me alone. <laughs> yeah, it was just so, so I just get that so much. Can I yeah. ask you? Oh, yeah. And it, and it is a genuine question that I just don't think I've ever asked you. Has be sober changed your life then? Oh. Well. Oh, you've got to say, <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> no, do you know what? Something, um, the reason I'm asking is because she said there was something missing in that first year. So what I want to know oh, don't, don't, at that point, you met Lisa, I met you after that. Hmm. You've become an ambassador for be sober before well after you've actually been attending events so yeah. genuinely if it's no just say no <laughs> <laughs> I've just told you all reasons it has <laughs> so. no well do you know what the be sober was literally it was the it was the first thing that it was like meeting meeting I had wanted to meet up with people regularly that's what I wanted and um, I'd met people online and had had a group of friends but we couldn't see each other all the time we were all dotted over the country so we'd met once in London and then when I found Be Sober it was like oh, it's somewhere a bit closer like to me Manchester didn't feel that far in my head I was thinking oh the airport's 45 minutes away it's not that yeah. far so I was just thinking and then that was it then every I, I had at least once a month going to Manchester if not more it was like every couple of weeks sometimes wasn't yeah. it and um it changed my whole sober outlook it, it I literally became this like 
happier person. And I went back to work that year. I was off sick, actually, with anxiety. And I went back to work in the October. And honestly, so many people were like, oh, you seem really happy, oh, you know. And they could all tell a difference. And I think it's because I'd had the time off that I needed. And also, I'd met people that I could relate to. And it had changed me, you know, like, for the better. I'd been able to become someone that I liked and you know I was so sad in the first year I was really like like quite down on myself and, and I always say this to people about looking after yourself I always, I did look after myself and I put myself first for a while and um even though I was doing that I was still quite sad you know like on my own and stuff so when I met everyone from BC I was like oh my god it was just it was just so happy I was just like it was a positive experience and Oh, we always had something planned, didn't we? It's good, isn't it? Honestly, yeah. I and mean, then we did we did we did Morning Gloryville, and then we oh. did like Happy Place, and we. Used to, I, I love know. that. The yeah. Happy Place Festival was yeah. like I was, and I'm very open about how much I enjoyed my sobriety right from the beginning, and I know yeah. that not I mean, not, not that everybody. Really. No one knows. <laughs> <laughs> I, know, I know, but I was going through like it's dead hard to kind of articulate what I went through yeah. in the first year because my life was actually the shittest it had ever been it was a shit show wasn't it, it? Was an, it was an absolute shit show that behind the, yeah 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 behind the scenes remember you saying we about masking yeah. things like on last week's yeah. episode um so I kind of was masking things a little bit but I was I was able to deal with it because I was sober so I was ho- so happy in my sobriety but yeah. my actual life was shit so it's really hard <laughs> to kind of like articulate that and now I forgot what I was saying oh, oh the happy place festival oh, yes. I remember going to that and honestly I know it sounds so corny because it's called the happy place festival but I was, <laughs> so, I was so happy like oh. we'd got there and I remember just sitting we've got a picture of me you and Joe actually there. yeah yeah one of my favorite pictures I love it we've got like the over tops on when it yeah and um I just remember like Fern Cotton were there Russell Brand was there it was oh, I loved it wasn't it yeah 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 Ray was there Kath asked a question and then so you're on the happy place podcast yeah. I was like that what's your next book gonna be called <laughs> so excited <laughs> and then I bought it oh but no I remember just looking around thinking the the it was the first time this is why it's important to me it was the first time I felt like I fitted like yeah. I felt like I fit in with the people that I was surrounded by yeah. I looked around and thought I relate to some the people on the stage talking and there were some deep talks where yeah, yeah it was very um, emotional that Johnny Benjamin was taught, he was fantastic. We were all crying, yeah. Uh, it was so, but I just remember thinking, I fit with these people. Yeah. They, this is genuinely my happy yeah. place. And to experience that with you yeah. as well. Was oh, yeah. Incredible. It was so nice. But talking so about things like that and Johnny Benjamin yeah. talk and mental health. And yeah. So I want to touch on this. Um, yeah. But you've just recently had a diagnosis of yeah. ADHD, haven't you? Do you want to talk to us a little bit about that? And yeah, yeah getting that yeah so um well a couple of years ago when I was off work and when I around the time that I met um be sober just beforehand just before that I went on a waiting list um for ADHD assessment with the mental health services in where I live um and they said to me oh it's a 36 month waiting list do you want to wait and I said yeah (laughs) it's like 36 months I was really 
thinking this is a long time to wait for an assessment. But in my head, it was like getting the ball rolling a bit. And um, I'd started thinking that I had ADHD symptoms when my son was getting diagnosed, well, going through the process about 10 years ago. But because I was doing my nursing, I thought it might stigmatise me to get into nursing. So I didn't want to go down that route back then. Um, but then when I got to nursing, there was so much help there and everything. I was like, oh, I could have got help. But anyway, I just yeah. struggled. I just struggled my way through the nursing. The last year was horrendous with the assignments and stuff. I was I was loving the practical side. Sometimes I didn't quite feel like um, I got things or, you know, like, I think I could see people like looking as if to say, why is she saying it like that? So I'll say things in a funny way or I'll maybe interpret a different way to other people or, you know, they have to tell me a few times and I get, I know people get annoyed, you know, when you say, can you go through that again? And it, and I can see that they're like, Ugh. so it was quite hard going through uni because of that as well. But the assignments were awful. Like I did struggle a lot with that. And my older sister helped me loads with that. She like, proofread them all and everything so that was amazing um and my family were really supportive but um then just recently I had my anxiety started triggered getting triggered again through work just um I was kind of putting pressure on myself to do this course and um because I'm a neonatal nurse and I love my job but it's um the assignments again were the thing that was triggering me really and I didn't realize it until towards the end of the course when I was thinking oh my gosh I've got to get this work done I've got to get this work done and um so when I, I took some time off sick and that's when I looked into it again and, and started ringing around but I've had to do so much myself like to get this assessment done because the mental health services is just backlogged like for kids and adults at the moment it's like up to five year waiting list wow it's just horrendous. So, five um, years. yeah, five years now, apparently. And, and if you want to do it privately, it's about £600. So I couldn't have done that. It's just too much money. Yeah. But luckily, my work have been really, really supportive um, this time during the time that I've been off. And I've gone in for a few meetings and they've just said, you know, do what you need to do to get through this time. And they've even known about be sober and said and they put it in my letter to say that like be sober I've been supporting you and you're getting support through this group called be sober so that's nice to know that they take that to take it really you know on board and yeah. um but yeah the assessment was last week and I was so nervous because I thought if he doesn't give me this diagnosis I don't know what else to do I just I felt like I just need this help now and this yeah. support to get me through my job and and my back my home life as well as I'm so disorganized it's unreal. but not just that I, I can put strategies in place as well and get support through ADHD foundation and lots of there is lots of help there's like a magazine called attitude I've been reading loads of their magazines so is it a little oh. bit like when you get diagnosed, I suppose, like you said, you can get help and is there a, like, <laughs> it sounds dead daft, but like, club. yeah, like an yeah. ADHD, ADHD gang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just you know what, there's so much support yeah. out there. There is loads of like, and that's, it's only when you start looking, you find these things like, yeah, I suppose like with the sober, 
groups, you know, it's only when you start looking, it's there and you go, oh, but you've got to really delve into it. And but I, I feel like that was a few years ago with the sober stuff, because now sober groups are opening up more and more, yeah. aren't they? And, and people can access it a lot easier. But yeah, the mental health, I think, because there's a stigma still there. And I've always felt a bit daft and a bit stupid. I always thought, oh, I'm just stupid, you know, a bit daft, a bit dopey. And I am a bit dopey, but you don't, you, you play up to it in a way when people call you that, you just go, yeah. And like someone in work actually said to me, oh, you're autistic, like that, you know, and it was it was meant to be a joke a few years ago, but I was a bit like thinking, well, I probably, you know, I, I'm somewhere on the spectrum or I've got ADHD or something, but I didn't want to say that. So yeah. I felt so embarrassed. I was like, but it's um, as an adult, you feel a bit. Not you personally, but yeah, people, yeah, yeah we kind of stigmatise ourselves sometimes. Yeah. Because, you know, there can be help and support there. It's like you said with the sober community, there's help and support there, mm-hmm. but it's actually having to come to terms with these things yourself and look for the help. And when you're stigmatising yeah. yourself and but it's society, it, it starts with, yeah. that's what Cece yeah. last week was saying, isn't it? that like admitting that you've got a problem in a way is the only way you can get sober when really we shouldn't be worried about whether you've got a problem or not. We should just be sort of accepting that we want to be sober. And it's the same with mental health, isn't it? You know, this, I speak openly about my mental health. I have done since two years now. Your journey's helped me in some ways as well, because you're, you know, when you talked about your anxiety and certain things about like, it sounds silly, but you know, when you said about going to sleep and you were worried about you know dying and things like that I was that's things that I've been through like that and, and listening to you helped me you know like and I think that's the thing Cass you know listening to you now helps me because I th- I've always thought that maybe I'm on the spectrum I'm sure Lisa yeah. agrees that with that anyway I kind of feel like I, everybody that we've ever met in the sort of community is <laughs> kind of on the spectrum which is making me think right that maybe none of us are on the spectrum but all the people drinking are on a different spectrum they're on a different spectrum than yeah. us and we're just kind of learning to deal with these things without the yeah. of alcohol because it that is, has yeah. masked it for so long we had Simon Chappell on our podcast and that was the first time when I listened to his podcast and he just had an ADHD diagnosis Ah, as well and everything he was saying I was like I couldn't believe it I related to so much of it um and I think people will do with you as well I definitely think you've been dead honest and open there it's the thing is right with mental health a lot of mental health a lot of anxiety is just normal and the fact is now that what we've done as a as a community as a population is just put everything in one box and said right this is mental health when actually a good number of it is just normal emotion that's being blown out of proportion due to societal pressure it's like at the moment what people are saying about um depression and with everything that's been going on with the pandemic and people like it's a normal thing to feel sad and isolated and you know all yeah yeah necessarily mean that we're all suffering from clinical depression yeah it's actually just a normal feeling to have and then we can it's just so hard with because when when I was getting so when I my first year of sobriety sobriety I don't know why I keep saying it like that (laughs) she said anxiety you were riding anxiety (laughs) When, when when I was going through that first year and all those feelings I was like 
it, you know, I wasn't used to feeling that and I wasn't yeah. used to spending any time on my own. I used to always want to be out doing something yeah, or, like we were. you know, or like with a partner or boyfriend, you know, so yeah. there had to be someone there. And so when I was getting sober, I think I needed that first year of getting those feelings out and yeah. just feeling them because and otherwise, yeah. I was just going to say about the anxiety thing a lot of people now are diminishing real anxiety disorders mm -hmm. like yours not not deliberately no no people say oh I've got anxiety well what you've actually got is just worry you've yeah. got normal worry a lot of yeah. people yeah yeah I'm saying everybody there's a good number yeah. of people with undiagnosed conditions yeah but it, we talk so flippantly now about you know oh I felt suicidal or oh I was depressed yeah. no you were sad no you were lonely these, these, we yeah, don't know yeah. I was a human, as a human population. I was so lonely when I was with people. Like, I was in relationships for years, and I felt, I've never felt more lonely than when I was in yeah, the wrong yeah. relationships and stuff. And um, now I love my own company. And, yeah. and to be honest, like, mental health-wise, I am on antidepressants. Yeah. And um, I was saying to someone the other day, because they were looking at me like, you don't seem like you've got... And I said, well, I'm on, I am on antidepressants, so maybe if I wasn't on them, <laughs> they do keep me calm. Uh, and um, uh -huh. they, <laughs> yeah, because when I go on the meetups, I'm like, hi, and I'm, I think God, they're gonna be like, what the hell? So, so, but um, and I do want to try ADHD medicine to help me with my work. Is it thundering? So bad. <laughs> oh, really? That was like so loud. You see my weather? It's like oh, really sunny. I've got no, it. Honestly, that this. like flashed. I thought it was coming in. <laughs> I used to love the thunder and lightning. I was telling I'm them the other day I used, I used to run under a tree, which is the worst place to go. Yeah, don't ever go under a tree. Getting older, I think you kind of realise what it really is, and yeah. it's quite dangerous. It's quite scary. It's with it? your computer on in a really open window, yeah, like, not the best place to be. You know, I read an amazing book, and um, the guy that wrote it, it's like a real spiritual book, and I can't remember what it's called, which is well annoying, so I'm really sorry about that. <laughs> But he got struck by lightning twice. What's the chances of that? And he was still alive. Yeah. Yeah. And it's all he died. And then oh. and that's what no, he's alive now. Oh. I know. <laughs> oh. oh, it's like a roller coaster this episode. Oh, oh he's alive. Yeah, and he speaks about his experience. But, oh my gosh. Uh, I can't remember what it's really, really I'm strange. gonna look it up. <laughs> Yeah, it was someone once upon a time got struck by lightning. He's dead. No, he's not. He's alive. But I don't know who he was, so it doesn't matter anyway. Oh, That's basically the story. Yeah. <laughs> Cass, you know, yeah. like, just kind of before we finish up, obviously yeah. speaking about your experiences, both with meeting people and the ADHD and all of the things that you've been through, it is going to massively help other people. Yeah. With like your next steps can we just talk about that because you're actually training now to be oh, yes. a sober coach as well aren't yeah you? yeah I'm, uh, yeah I'm halfway through my coaching because yes. I did um I was getting a bit worried actually I was like oh I'm about to finish this and then um, to message Alex <laughs> no um but yeah I'm really enjoying it actually and I think I'm coming up to three years this year and I think um, like I've, I've from about two years I've probably wanted to help other people not help but you know like just kind of like pass it on and like give other people the tools to like yeah carry on being sober or get onto that sober like journey and because it's so hard that first just getting onto the sober kind of ladder isn't it and yeah. it's like 
it's such a big thing when I stopped drinking. I actually thought this is the light. That's why I would say I always thought I was giving myself a life sentence. Like I literally felt like I was cutting something off and that was part of me. It was like, and I was closing the door on like something really special. Like now I'm like, oh my God, like I don't want to forget things and get poor drink down my neck and forget you know like just because it's got a number on oh we'll have that one and you know it's got a big number on it I'll get that drink what we kind of like it, it's a drink it's a liquid you know it's that's so, a poison I know. It, it's just like no I can't like, get my head around it now <laughs> when you're in it like you said I remember like hearing of alcoholics that had had to stop drinking yeah and I to. felt so sorry for them like mm. oh the poor things they're never going to be able to experience like a night out or yeah. like what the yeah, actual like... were we thinking? <laughs> that life now experiencing life without it it's, yeah it's, it's ten thousand times better and it sounds so cheesy doesn't it but you're like because I when I met up with the other some of the girls on Saturday and um one of them's 50 she's probably about 54 days over now and she's doing amazing and she's like I can't believe it I thought I was gonna be dead bored and she's like laughing her head off with three of three of us and she was having so much fun and she was like I just thought my life was gonna be that boring and she oh. you know she said to hear her saying that made me so happy because I thought 51 days is amazing and that 51 days had already made a big change in her mindset and everything and you've and helped create that by having your she's event, amazing you're showing somebody at 51 days that they can have fun oh, like, that was, must feel pretty special and that was in the middle of the day and that was like 12 o'clock or something and then we were all like oh we're gonna go and do some some stuff afterwards and well I've got the whole day ahead of us and that's the nice thing about staying out for a few hours sober you've still got loads of the other like time left to do loads of other stuff like we we do like it's, a full night out don't you the yeah. ready the eating the drinking yeah. the after bit and then you've only been out like three hours yeah, <laughs> you're like, like, all day like i've yeah, done no heading yeah no heading yeah it's, it's like mad. unless you've had loads of sugary um yeah mocktails. we did have a few mocktails it was lovely yeah oh <laughs> went, it looked amazing i went around all the bars going so what drinks do you do what else <laughs> and they're like oh <laughs> but we'll the, get them sorted in liverpool yeah 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 well so anyway i think unless you've got anything else you haven't told us no nope. i don't think so secrets you want to get uh, <laughs> no <laughs> Do you know what, honestly? Really? I'll be like that later. I wish I'd said that. I wish I'd said that. Oh, you can have it in the right up. Send me what yeah. you wish you'd said, and I'll say, Kath said she wishes she'd said. <laughs> yeah. Seriously, but, it's going to help so many people. You've been oh. completely honest about your journey and about, especially dealing with your mental health and the ADHD diagnosis. I think there's so many people can really relate to it. Thank yeah. you. Oh, no worries. No worries. I'm glad to share and help anyone. <laughs> Stay on at the end, Kath. Okay. Thank you and see you later. Bye. Bye.